Welcome to Crit Like a Girl, where it's sugar, spice, and everything dice. Last time on Crit Like a Girl. First up for combat in the tournament are Dream Team and Sendry face another group made up of a fearsome orc barbarian, a cowering rogue, a cleric of someone not nearly as cool as Kiavani, and also two other people. Several rounds featuring spells, powerful hits, and owls that go for the eyes, damage has been dealt on both sides. Zuri proves her strength by taking an arrow that was shot at her and doing a little return to sender action, while Sildwin casts a game-winning spell that causes the opponents to surrender and the battle to be won. The ladies get a little break before round two of the tournament. Due to the audio glitch that was mentioned last episode, this fight was unfortunately lost. But fear not, our wonderful gals kicked ass and are moving on to the third round. And that is where this week's story begins. Your names are called to return to the arena, wherein you see the clerics are basically taking out the the other group that just fought and lost. A lax group is still in the arena, has not left. A lack is kind of standing in the middle, breathing heavily. He's he's got his his weapon strapped to his back, which is this very large sword strapped to uh, his back. It looks like he just put it back. The rest of his group just looks like they're kind of huddling over by the opposite gate. Like they didn't really participate in the last battle. Like they just left it up to him. But the five of you are called into the arena. And you hear, magically amplified as it has been in the past, the mayor's voice. And he says, Congratulations one and all to both of our groups for making it this far. This is our final round of the tournament. Whoever wins here will get the true honor of participating in tomorrow's Crossroads Blessing Ceremony. As you know, this is a very important piece of tradition and culture for our town, and we truly look forward to celebrating your win and having you celebrate with us. Without further ado, and as he says that, there is a crash of thunder somewhere off in the distance almost punctuating his voice and uh, it's beginning to rain just sprinkling at first but you can kind of see off in the distance where it's it's coming and it's getting a little bit harder but he just raises his voice over the sound of the thunder and he says begin and I would like everyone to roll initiative for me so as he shouts begin you see the other group kind of shift a little and turn to face you, but they're really not making any motions to actually move toward you. You see one of them who is this silvery dragonborn that you've seen drinking with a lack last night. You see him knock a bow and 
hold it kind of pointed towards the ground, like he's not activating, and he his eyes keep darting to Alak, and he looks like he's not really moving yet. Before Alak goes, the first person to act is actually going to be Zuri. So what would you like to do? Judging by how we have seen Alak fight, I'm just going to draw my longsword and just get ready to hopefully not die. Alak, who is standing still kind of in the middle, about 30 feet from you guys and about 30 feet from his own group, his chest is still heaving as he catches his breath, but as he does so, his face kind of twists up into that same angry snarl you saw on the screens when he was back in the maze. And around him, you see this kind of pulsing aura start, just these little gleams of color. It actually looks very similar to the crystal that Sindri uses to cast her magic. And he lets out this primal scream. And I would like all four of you to make a constitution saving throw. Unnatural 20. 12. 12. 12. Oh, wow. Triple 12. Poppy, you, you like feel it and it doesn't feel good, but you, you kind of manage to shake it off. I do need you to roll for Pudge as well. Okay. It, it hits Cindery and she like sucks in a deep breath, but it she actually seems to like stand a little like straighter afterwards. Like it hasn't really affected her in any way. The rest of you will all take six points of necrotic damage. Pudge got a 15. Pudge is safe. Yeah, so you, you see this hit Pudge as well, and Pudge, like, flutters in the air for a minute, like, taking it back, but he doesn't take any damage from it. And as soon as you feel this kind of vitality almost drain from you, you see some of the small, like, scratches and, and wounds that Alak has taken over the course of this thing kind of seem to, to close a little at the edges. And he is going to run toward y'all's group just straight up charging at you guys and he goes to make a swing and Sindri going to step in front and he actually takes two swipes at her the first slice he does cuts her deep like across her shoulder and chest and she like cries out in pain and, and kind of grabs the wound and he seems to falter for a moment and the, the second one Kind of like he pulls the hit and seems really like startled. And she uh, she raises this crystal that has like this very similar magic pulsing out of it. And she casts a spell that you find very familiar, Zuri, because you've cast the spell in the last couple of days. And she's going to cast Charm Person on him. His eyes, like, glaze over, and even in this rage, you see his face, like, slacken. And he kind of stands there, and she, like, shakes her head at him, gets really close to him, and starts speaking to him in a language that none of you guys understand. But he, he does kind of just stand there, slack, and she looks at you guys, and she goes, go take care of the rest of them. And then goes back to, like, murmuring to him and trying to just keep control over the spell. Jinx, you are the next person to go. I am going to walk up behind Sindri. 
hide behind her for sure like she's a human shield but grab her hand and use healing hands to heal her three points anything else jinx no that's all i got seeing that their barbarian has kind of stopped moving and stopped just destroying everything on the battlefield like he has previously one of the other team kind of cocks his head to one side, finally unsheaths his own longsword from his belt and runs forward. He gets to about the middle of the arena and he reaches towards you, Sildwin, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Hockey ducky. You feel drawn towards this fighter in the middle kind of compelled to actually walk up and fight him one-on-one you feel this kind of urge in your mind like yeah i I can take this guy I've, i've got this 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 is just me and him and he is going to hold his action until you get closer which is good because sildwin it is your turn Alright, in which case I'm obviously approaching this guy that is using some sort of strange compulsion on me. Sildwen, I'm, I'm imagining this is something she's not necessarily consciously aware of. She's just like, yeah, this bitch, I got this. And feel drawn to attacking him. It, do the same kind of thing where she's moving and it's just this kind of weird thing like between one second and another in the blink of an eye you're seeing this red-headed elven woman run at you and then you blink and it's not an elf anymore it's a fucking dire wolf she just dive at him and bite him as well oh that was an eight to hit that does not hit him however as soon as you get close to him he actually makes a strike with uh, this long sword. That, that is a natural 20. Um, Shit. You take 14 piercing damage as he just slices into you the moment you get close to him. You see the guy in the back who had knocked the arrow raises it now and he is going to aim and take two shots, both of them trying to hit you, Poppy. That is going to be nine damage as this arrow just sinks into kind of your side and just buries itself in you. And now the the other team kind of seems to be getting on their feet. They look very well rested. It looks like they have not been doing a lot of fighting, like they've left up to a lack. So unlike you, they're not really tired from the day. They haven't expended a lot of their abilities or resources. Poppy, it is your turn. You've got three of these guys still in the back, kind of tucked up by the fence, including the one that just shot you with an arrow. There is one in the middle who uh, is is wearing armor and who just hit Sildwen very hard with a longsword. And Alak is right in front of you, kind of like dazed looking and not moving. How far away is Sildwen? Sildwen and the guy are about 30 feet in front of you. They are right in the center of the arena. Okay, so Poppy is going to run forward as far as she can, stopping next to Sildwen. And she'll 
kind of tap Pudge, he'll fly off and go towards the like center of the other three people that are like further back. He will swoop down, touch his beak to the ground, swoop back up and fly back over to her. And uh, he will be delivering the earth tremor fell for her. And um, she will have him aim it in such a way that it'll, if it is able to reach the guy who just attacked Sildwin, it won't reach Sildwin. It will not hit the guy who just hit Sildwin because he is right next to you. The other's about 30 feet back from him, but it will hit all three of them. All three of them fail. Well, they'll only take two damage, but they're all knocked prone. So uh, one of the people who is just knocked prone is going to get to their feet. It is a human woman. She's not really wearing any armor. She stands up and kind of focuses her energy for a moment. You see this kind of burst of wind behind her as she takes this kind of running jump over your uh, terrain and runs forward. She gets to about 10 feet behind her compatriot and it looks like she is out of movement speed for the turn, but she does pull a, a small star-shaped object out of her pouch at her side and she is going to throw it at you, Poppy. She throws this and it, it goes a little wide and sticks into the ground, not too far behind you. No one has fallen, so the clerics do not have to come in. You see the last member of this team, shorter than the rest of them, maybe about four feet tall. And he looks around for a second and he stands up. But instead of running towards you, he actually kind of clambers back, like trying to hide behind some of the jagged ground. And he is going to reach out and he is going to point at you, Poppy, because you are the closest person other than Sildwin who is preoccupied. And he is going to cast a spell on you. I need you to also make a wisdom saving throw. So you, you feel the spell wash over you and you hear this whisper in your ear that just says, and for a moment you, you feel it kind of like this flight or fight response in your bones. And you're like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not running. Not right now. Zuri, it is your turn. Alak and Cinder are like right next to you, right next to each other. About 30 feet in front of you is Poppy and Sildwin. Sildwin is facing off with this guy with a long sword who's wearing this kind of kind of medium armor. About 10 feet behind them is this woman who just jumped the spell and, and ran very quick forward. She's wearing kind of like a like a gi, not any armor. And then about 20 feet behind her are a guy who has not gotten up yet and is still prone among this shaken up earth and this guy who has gotten up and kind of actually fled further from the fight. I want to put away my longsword and draw my short bow and knock it and aim it at the lady in the gi. As you shoot this short bow at her, you see it and it's flying true. It is flying directly towards the center of her chest. 
and her hands move at lightning speed at the arrow from out of the air and then just lets go and drops it to the ground. Um, as my bonus action, I want to cast Healing Word on Sildwin. Uh, I think that is your turn, Zara, correct? correct? Alak is still very charmed. Sindri is still kind of murmuring to Alak and keeping him under control. And she kind of peeks around him and points to probably the monk as well. She's going to point to her. And she kind of palms her crystal with, with the glowing lights. And from out of it, there's this undulating, warbling mass of energy that shoots out of it. She's going to strike this monk in the chest with a spell called Chaos Bolt. In the middle of her shooting this out, this undulating mass kind of crystallizes in midair and hits this monk and just ice shatters across her body. Jinx, it is your turn. Uh, what are you doing? Is the, um, I can't remember. The guy at the very back, not the prone one, but the other, is he within 60 feet of me? Yeah, he's just within 60 feet of you. Jinx is gonna poke her head out from behind her her human shield, her little friend here, and she's gonna take her holy symbol in her palm and point it in his general direction as a flame-like radiance kind of surrounds this gentleman. He does not look happy about that. He is one of the ones who took damage at the very beginning of the round from a lax surge. And so he is starting to look very hurt now. And he is still kind of just trying to tuck himself down and, and kind of hide behind this earth. But unfortunately, your spell was not um, one that required you to actually hit him. So... <laughs> He is just trying to hide from this. He does not, clearly does not want to be here. Okay, Sildwin, it is your turn. All right, um, Sildwin's going to go after the guy in front of her. She's going to jump on him, bite his shoulder, and try to take him down. They chomp into his shoulder and just drag him to the ground. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to do? I don't think I can do anything else. So, from the ground, this poor man who has been knocked over is finally going to heave himself back to his feet, knock another arrow, and he is going to actually try to clamber out of this rough terrain area. He's gonna kind of strafe to one side, kind of moving around the perimeter of the arena and just trying to get out of the rough terrain. He is going to, having seen you drag his friend to the ground, take two shots at you, Sildwin. We're going to take seven damage. The arrow sinks into you, just kind of piercing your hide on one side. He is going to uh, knock another arrow. Poppy, what are you doing? Everyone has gotten out of your kind of rough terrain space and separated themselves out a little. You've got the guy right in front of you who is splayed on the ground that Sildwin just dragged down. You've also got a very hurt-looking monk woman about 10 feet in front of you. I think I'm going to go for the person who's prone because I feel like that makes sense. Poppy will pull her sword out 
and just kind of like go for a just stick and she probably wasn't really paying attention exactly where she was pointing that and she'll just kind of slip at the perfect spot get in between any armor and puncture his gut uh, which will be a pretty good blow probably giving lots of lovely damage there and meanwhile Pudge will kind of fly down and just start like pecking wildly at this guy and that'll just be enough to probably just lay the poor guy out. Yeah, he's on the ground, not only bleeding from a very severe wound to his gut, but also just with scratches and and peg marks all over his face as he just kind of cries out in pain and then goes limp. So anything else you want to do on your turn? I think that's... That's it. I'm good with nearly murder. It's fine. So the monk, who is about 10 feet from you, her eyes go wide and she charges just directly at you. And straight up just tries to deck you in the face. So she swings and and goes a little wide on this this first hit to the face. And you you duck out of the way pretty easily from the first one. But you weren't expecting her to just follow her fist immediately up with her foot. And she just cracks you across the cheekbone. And you feel the force of this like trying to push you backwards and you dig your feet in and you stand your ground and are not pushed away. At the end of the round, the clerics rush in and there's this almost like weird still moment as everyone has to like step slightly away from them for them to get to this body who is in the middle of all three of you. But they do lean down and and cast this kind of glowing soft magic that that surrounds the wound and they actually do pull him kind of out of the middle of the fight clearly to tend to his wounds because he he does look rather on the bad side as all of them are finishing pulling him off the field and making sure he's okay the very small man in the back the one who who cast the spell at you earlier poppy barely waits for them to leave before he is popping his head up and he is going to uh, cast a spell at you, Sildwin. Uh, You feel your sight go dark just for a second and then you blink it away and it's just spots. And he looks at his own hand and thinks for a moment and then just runs out of the arena. Uh, Zuri, it is your turn. I want... The arrow goes wide over his shoulder. Alak is still charmed. Sendri, she's gonna point to the monk. She's going to cast that same crystal, that same kind of weird warbling magic. You see this monk kind of grab her head and, and cry out in pain and... She, like, tries to get back in position, but you can see she's extremely distracted now. And that she's reacting to things a little bit slower than she should. Jinx, it is your turn. So, the little halfling dude ran out of the arena. Is there still a guy in front of Poppy? Um, the monk is right in front of Poppy. Nope, not the monk. Yeah, the the guy who was in front of- The armor dude is dead, he's gone. Yeah. He was stabbed very violently. Uh, there is the guy all the way across the arena who is taking pot shots at basically whoever he can hit. All right, he's who I'm aiming at. I'm gonna cast Sacred Flame again. 
Uh, 14. So he, he is going to make that. Sildwin, it, it is your turn. Uh, right in front of you is a monk who is fighting Poppy, who looks pretty bad. Uh, and then there is still the guy shooting arrows. He is about 30 feet away from you. Yeah, I'll just, uh, if he's close enough, then I'll move up to him and use the bite against the monk. Or her, sorry. She does manage to just kind of duck out of your way and kind of weave around your attack. She's not wearing an armor, but she is very fast. The man with the bow and arrow is going to run about 10 feet. So he's about 20 feet away from you guys. And he is going to cast Ensnaring Strike. And you see these kind of tangled brambles kind of grow around his arrow as he looses it. So you are hit with this arrow and it pierces into you for, but as it hits you, these brambles kind of grow out and grow around you. You are restrained as these brambles kind of grow around you and like restrict your movement. And as like you try and move, you can feel these thorns like piercing into you. Poppy, Sildwin is right next to you, being restrained by brambles. There is a monk still trying to hit you, and there is the guy shooting arrows from the bar wall. And Alak and Sindri, about 30 feet behind you. Okay, so she will keep her short sword out, go for a, a swipe at the monk with my sword. You dig your short sword into the monk's shoulder, and she hisses in pain and grabs at it trying to bodily wrench herself free away from the metal. And she looks around a bit wildly, whether for an escape route or for some assistance from her compatriots, you're not entirely sure. The ranger, about 20 feet from you guys, he is going to run forward another 10 feet, and he is going to open his mouth. And this dragonborn is going to exhale a cone of cold at you guys. Uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna use his breath weapon. So I need a Constitution saving throw from both of you, uh, Poppy and Sildwin. So you succeed, Sildwin, and uh, you you do not succeed, Poppy. And he is going to look at you with just regret as this kind of like light frost forms on you guys and he is gonna look back at his bow and arrow and he is going to retreat with the rest of his movement to about 30 feet away from you guys again that is going to be his turn poppy what would you like to do um is monk lady still there oh you did knock monk lady out okay so it's just a lack and then the person way in the back it's a lack, and then the dragonborn ranger who is somehow still alive despite having the worst combination of class and race I could have given him. <laughs> Alright, Poppy is going to run 20 feet forward and forward and kind of flick her hand at, towards him, and a, a vine of rose thorns will whip out in his direction wrap, and attempt to wrap around him and pull him towards her. Okay, so he is actually going to be pulled like right up, uh, right up next to you. Yep, <laughs> not where you want to be as a ranger. 
And um, she's gonna also just as, for an intimidation factor as as she pulls him close and he gets like right next to her, she'll just like kind of crouch down a little bit and just like roar in his face while Pudge simultaneously screeches. Okay, yeah, roll me an intimidation check. Let's let's see how this boy does. He does look very frightened of you, but he does not run away. It looks like he's a little got he's got a little bit more willpower than that, but he does not he does not look happy to be where he is. That was the intended effect, so I'm happy with that result. Yeah, uh Zuri, what are you going to do? I would like to cast vicious mockery on him. Uh what do you say to this man to viciously mock him? With a hideous face like that, you'd make a lovely corpse. Four psychic damage. So it, it is a lax turn. And he finally does start to free of the charm effect. And his eyes stop being glazed over and his, his brow furrows really deeply. And Sendri's eyes widen and she just shakes her head at him very subtly. And he kind of growls at her like, like he's actually genuinely angry at her. But there's just enough recognition that he does not attack her. He instead... He, he is going to see Jinx right behind her. And since she is the nearest person, he's going to go for Jinx. He's going to attack with disadvantage because he's trying to avoid hitting Sindri. Uh, he's going to swing at you. He is going to manage to get around Sindri and kind of nudge her out of the way. And he is going to take a swipe with this longsword. He is going to cut into you really hard. And Sindri, like, sucks in this sharp, like, panicked breath and immediately reaches out to him again. And you hear Sindri's voice say, surrender. And you see his eyes glaze over again. And he drops his sword to the ground and uh, puts both of his hands just kind of behind his back in, like, a military standing position and is following her instructions but not doing anything else. Jinx, you just got slashed in the side by a barbarian. What are you doing, buddy? Alright, I feel like Jinx would just hide and hope for the best. And she's gonna hold her action to see if he le like leaves or starts walking away out of the arena or anything like that. And if he doesn't, by the end of her turn, she'll cast Inflict Wounds. In that case, Sildwin, at the top of your turn, you do take four piercing damage as the thorns continue to dig into you and tighten around you. What would you like? Okay. Well, I can't do much other than attempt to break free because I don't think anybody is close enough to, for me to attack them. Trapped. I just keep struggling. And as she's struggling, she just keeps taking damage from these thorns. Poor, poor doggo. Possibly fortunately for you, the ranger who is concentrating on this spell is looking wide-eyed at Poppy from about a foot away from her with his bow in his hand. He's going to try and shoot you at point-blank range. So he, he does get off one pretty solid shot, but he can't, at this close of range, he can't seem to get another arrow knocked immediately afterwards. He's, he's struggling with it because... He doesn't have, like, full range of motion without leaving your threatened space and uh, possibly taking damage. So, uh, Poppy, it is your turn. Since he's just right there and she's got him wrapped with the vine, I guess, she'll just, like, flip her sword and just, like, 
try to knock his head. You just crack him in the temple with the butt of your sword, and he just goes down like a sack of potatoes. And as soon as he hits the ground, those vines that are wrapped around you, Sildwin, begin to, like, wilt and grow brittle. And you're able to just, like, break them with every movement until you are you are free of these thorns. Zuri, are you doing anything? You can see a lack next to you under some sort of spell. I don't know if you know what it is, but he, his eyes are kind of glazed over and he's he's dropped his weapons and has his hands folded behind him in a very, like, non, non-threatening position. Well, since I'm on a roll, uh, I want to do vicious mockery on him. He will, he will pass that, unfortunately. Then on his turn, he is going to follow the command that was magically given to him. And he is going to raise his hands in the air in surrender and follow Sindri's order to do so. And there is like a moment of quiet and like people aren't entirely sure what's going on. And then after a moment, a loud roaring cheer goes up from the crowd around you. And there is applause and you hear the the mayor come back over that magical voice enhancement well it looks like by surrender the the winners are zuri sindri sildwin poppy and jinx congratulations to the five of you congratulations please come see me and we will discuss your prize for being the winners thank you so much to everyone for coming I, I appreciate all of you, and I hope all of you have a wonderful Founder's Feast. Enjoy, enjoy, and he tapers off a little bit as the magic goes away, but you hear him still, like, yelling and, and, and speaking to people as people begin to get up from the stands. The rain, uh, it's still sprinkling a little bit. It, it, it's starting to come heavier, and people are kind of, like, looking up at the sky, and and some of them are rushing off, but a lot of them are standing around, and the mayor enters the arena and begins to walk towards the five of y'all and you hear him he just he's smiling uh he looks a little stressed out but not too bad and he he, he's like well congratulations impressed by all of your hard work and your teamwork and your prowess and he he looks a little he's looking at all of you one by one and smiling and he looks a little begrudgingly impressed as he nods to you jinx because you are the one who has interacted with him most and most likely the most negatively. <laughs> but he is clearly impressed by all of you, and he honestly goes, well, um, tomorrow at dusk is when the Founder's Fortune ceremony will take place. You obviously will have front row seats for it, and we very much look forward to tomorrow and the festival. I, I hope you enjoy, obviously, as per the rules of the tournament, your drinks will be free all of tomorrow. I do need tomorrow to gather together all of the prizes, so please come see me right after the Crossroads Blessing Ceremony, and we will get you your gold prizes. But I will absolutely let all of the bartenders know that your drinks are free and that your tabs are wiped from the last several days. Again, congratulations and... Um, Please enjoy the festival tomorrow. Do any of you have any questions? Jinx is holding her side where um, Alec, like, 
shanked her. She goes, this really, really hurt him? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, he he raises a hand and, and one of the, the clerics who is on staff runs onto the field and comes up to you and she, she will cast cure wounds on you. I just nod at her. She will uh, smile at you and turn to the rest of you and be and kind of clap her hands together and ask, um, do any of you need any tending to before you leave for the day? We do have a few um, more wounded patients, so I, I do have to reserve some of my higher level spells, but I will be happy to gift you any healing that you may need before you leave for the evening. Zuri's going to wave her off and go, go, just fuck off. She looks startled. She she will nod to all of you and she will uh, kind of rush off back over to the area they have set up on the sidelines where you see she is helping to tend to the monk that another cleric is, is also working on at the moment. Um, and the mayor looks around and he's like, is there anything else you need from me this evening? Or can I just look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the festival? You can always look forward to seeing us, Mr. Mayor. That I can. And he <laughs> nod and give like a slightly tight smile. And unless one of you stops him, he will wander back off to where some people are still gathered together and, and kind of chattering. Some of them more boisterous than others. Clearly a lot of people have been drinking throughout the day. The skies above you are, are getting pretty dark now and the rain is starting to come down in a little bit of heavier sheets. It's not quite pouring yet, but um, it's, it's getting towards it, and you can hear the occasional rumble of thunder off in the distance. for listening to crit like a girl cover art by chester cat opening and closing music by brian dockery background music from free sound incompetech and tabletop audio follow us on twitter at crit like a girl if you have any questions suggestions or recommendations email us at crit like a girl pod at gmail.com